I can't say anything for you. David can't say anything for you. Eli can't say anything for you. This is a personal relationship between you and God. Number one, you have to recognize your need for a Savior. Right? Romans 3.23 All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. You've sinned. I've sinned. Eli sinned. David sinned. Your pastor sinned. Everyone has sinned. And because of sin, Romans 6.23, there's a price. There's a payment. The wage of sin, the payment of sin is death. But here's the good news. 1 Timothy 2.4 says God has a desire for all to be saved. God has a desire to have a relationship with you. God has a desire to know you intimately and personally. And so what did he do? John 3.16, for God so loved you, he sent forth his son. He sent forth His Son who died on that cross. For God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son that if you just, what? Believe in Him, you shall not perish, but you shall have everlasting life. If you just believe today, if you just call on the name of the Lord and you admit and you acknowledge that you are in need of a Savior because there is a wall of separation between you and God and that wall is called sin. And when God sent His Son to die on the cross, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He broke that wall down so that, what? Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Amen. Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What about that? That's his water. Tell us, David. No, that was that was just a ramble. How's your day? Oh man, it's been good. Eli, how many people have you told? Yeah, how many listeners did we have? Oh, he's been telling the world. Eli, I told everybody. It ain't on. Yeah, it's on. Darn it. There we go. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, hear me. Oh yeah, I can hear you just fine, David. I've told quite a few people. Eli, Eli's been telling everyone about the podcast. Yeah, I, uh, I've been getting like text about it too. Oh, we have like ten million views yet. No. Like. Go ahead, give us the good news. I'll give, you, Wait, I'll give you good news. Says. I'll give you good news. Last time we left here, we were like, all right, we need to pray. By Halloween, we have 50 viewers. Okay. By Halloween. Is that what we said? Yeah. 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 I prayed about it. Latest episode. Wait, drum roll. Uh-oh. You read it. Latest episode, Fishers of Men. Oh! What is, is that say 50? 50. Right on two. Stop! <laughs> Don't <laughs> even... <laughs> Latest episode. Does the Lord not answer prayer? <laughs> we said 15. Come right on, we need to 15. go back and replay this. And wow. the, click the link below to hear the actual quote saying we're praying for 50 people before Halloween. Yeah. Exactly 50 views. Right on it. Man.
Oh, man. Man, what are we praying for this week? Let's do 100. All right. Or should we go to 75? We'll do 75. I don't know. Hey, don't limit God. I know. That's the... I'm looking here. That is the uh, most of all the episodes that we've done. Nuh-uh. Since, I think since like February 22nd of 2022. No, February 11th of 2022. That's the most. This is... September 28th of 2023, the one podcast that we prayed for a precise number of 50 before Halloween has 50, and we still have a month to go. Oh, <laughs> about to double it. Man. Oh. Yeah, In just wow. two weeks. I think, we, I think we get to like 150. Eli just knows a lot of people. Eli knows a lot of people. Posting on he's, he's been telling people about See, it. He's telling people about Jesus. Posting, posting it. He's posting. posting it everywhere. Eli, that's what we need. We need like a social media presence. I know. I need to start like a Instagram, Facebook, something. Here, I'll send you the... Uh, I will send you the... Uh, oh, I have a guy. His name's Tim Kirks. He wants the podcast link. Oh. Oh, Tim. Yeah. From our softball team. Yep. Yeah. He texted me, he said, or not texted me, he asked me at the game. By the way, we lost last night. No, uh, two nights ago. Two we, nights we, ago. We just started a church league softball. Yeah. We lost. Against. Another church. Another church. Harden Baptist. By one point. Ah, was it only by one? By one. Can you believe it? I've had... But, like, I've had people, like, I see people in public, like, man, I listen to your podcast. I've got texts. Man, I listen to your podcast. It was really good. We better get this thing. Like, we're uh, getting out. Man, it is getting the out. About Jesus. That's what we've been. We're telling the world about Jesus. One it's, podcast at a time. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, what I think, okay, let's be honest. The numbers, Okay. <laughs> They're great, yes, but we're, you know, it's not like, you know, any other major podcast you listen to. But, not yet. Not yet. Not but, yet. I th- on- honestly, man, I think it just shows the faithfulness of the Lord. You know, Eli has been, I'm thankful Eli has joined us well, for more reasons than Eli. one, but you're right. The Lord has sent us what Eli. What if the Lord sent us Eli? To share this podcast to the world. That's my goal. I Man. swear, before I, before I even started this, po- before I even came on the first one, I was telling <laughs> my parents, I was like, we're going to make merch. Like, I'm telling you. We're, we're making merch. I love that. We're going to make merch. Please. <laughs> yeah. Is it, who's going to make the shirts? If you guys. Uh, I know a guy. We'll make the link down below. If you guys want shirts for the podcast. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Please let us David, know. we don't have any We've money for that. We've got sponsors. Yeah, we need some uh, sponsors. Care, Benton Hardware. Benton Hardware. Brett Miles, we're volunteering his money. <laughs> what other companies? Oh, man. I don't know. Penn and Son. You know, uh, I sh- I don't know speaking that. of I companies, <laughs> I shared, uh, I don't know, David, it was probably a year ago, the battle that I was having at my company with the worldly perspective of things and just the worldly things that happen in a corporate 
company, if you will. You know, it's not like a mom and pop hardware store, mom and pop lawn, lawn care. care. You know, I mean, this is this is a large organization, and I was just kind of struggling in my personal life uh, with some of the things that was going on, uh, and just like two weeks ago. Uh, there is a, oh, I forget the name of it, Fellowship of Christian something that was brought to my attention and I got in on it. It's just this people all over the country who work for this company. It's on like Microsoft Teams. If you ever use Microsoft Teams, you just get on there and you post things about, you know, prayer requests, talk about Jesus and whatnot. that's within your company? That's within the company. Yeah, someone started it up. Someone started it up as just an opportunity for like-minded believers to connect to each other. And word got to our office, and I'm like, hey, I want in on that. And so I sent a message to a a lady and she added me to the group and whatnot and it's been really uh it's been a blessing knowing you know it was about this time last year one year ago where i was struggling with you know in my personal life and some of the things that was going on there uh you know it, it just didn't it wasn't reflective of what i stand for and, and what i believe in and uh one year later you know now you have an opportunity to talk about Jesus in that workplace, you know? So, word gets out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that, the first part, at least. Yeah? Yeah, my, like, the construction world is brutal. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's, It's pretty bad, but thank Jesus. Thank God. That I got, he's on my side. But yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, not knowing him and having like him uh, as like your rock going in there could just, I mean, that'd ruin, that'd ruin somebody. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It really is. If you get caught up. Yeah. If you don't have a, if you don't have a firm foundation, it's so easy to those waves of sin and the worldly things just beat against you and. You just they sweep you off your feet and take you with them. The workforce. Yeah, I mean, I, you hear like the nastiest stuff ever come out of people's mouths ever. Uh, people like it's even got to the point where like, I mean, uh, you know, like everybody that I work with knows that I'm a Christian. That, like I go to church on a regular basis and stuff, and it's I mean it's got to the point where like uh, getting like made fun of for it and stuff, and just I yeah. mean, but. I mean, obviously, I don't want to stop me, but right. Still, I mean, what you gotta do in that situation, you know, you just go through your days, put a smile on your face, try to let that light shine. Let that light shine. Yeah, and hope that they want to jump on board. Unfortunately, I don't work in the public. Well, I do work in the public. We deal with clients. I guess you could say that that try to flare things up, but um, God has allowed me to deal with Christian brothers Yeah. And at work, and um, I guess it's kind of a different scenery to where 
you know, we're trying to all work together for Christ, which it's funny you guys say the spiritual warfare is at work, but it's in the midst of our work too as well. Like, you know, we we you can when we're not working together, you know, when we're in unity, it's beautiful. Like when all us brothers are in unity, but when, you know, the the problems from, you know, whether it's relationships, whether it's financial, and you can sense a presence, like, even in that, you know, whether it's me, whether it's finances in the company, whether it's someone else's finances, you know, that attitude and demeanor may be different throughout the day. And so, like, you can sense, you know, although we're saying, you know, the workforce is evil out there, which rightfully it is. Like, mm-hmm. there are some wicked things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in the midst of brotherhood as well, there's spiritual warfare. Yeah. And where we, when we have unity, we normally have satanic attack in the midst or in the merge, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, we deal with a lot of, I guess you could say, when you're not right with the Lord, you want to fight with your brother, and which causes tiffs or, uh, uh, yeah butting heads throughout the day which is mainly a pride uh, which is the root of all sin the root of all evil is pride so you know and then i know that that battle is different you guys say man you guys are trying to be a light and we do pray each and every morning that we're a light and how we work and what we do but you know what we see is more of how to continue to be a team how to continue to be in unity that's our battle yeah. So, like, although I'm not in your battle every day, we still, you know, yeah. have that same battle of brotherhood and trying to make sure we're all staying focused. What's the goal? Um, attitudes are right. I mean, it's definitely different, but uh, for sure it's not. Some days it, you just wish you could be a light <laughs> and shine, and, you know, it's it's got its good times and man, I wouldn't change it for nothing though uh, working with guys that know the Lord and you know I wouldn't change nothing for working for people with people who don't know the Lord right yeah. you know and you I think in both situations my mind immediately went to First uh, John I'm just going to read this First uh, John chapter 1 it says in verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. First of all, you can't, I've said this before, you can't walk with God and hold hands with the devil, right? And then, But verse 7, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all, all sin. You know, if there's conflict between our brothers, if there's conflict between one another you know whatever the situation may be one of the first things i think we should do is number one examine ourselves mm-hmm. examine our lives examine our relationships you know that's what the bible teaches you know not to immediately go and and point fingers and and blame and get all in a tiffy about things but what we should be doing is all right listen i need to take a step back i need to check myself i need to examine my heart you know i need to pray to god i need to ask god to search me and and seek me and uh, uh, uh 
reveal if there's sin in my life. Reveal if there's any wrong wrongdoing in my life. If there's anything in my life that uh, would cause me to stumble, would cause me to fall. And it comes back to, you know, your focus, setting your minds on the things above Colossians 32, being focused on God, getting that perspective every single day. It seems like we talk about that all the time, getting your focus on God every single day. But, you know, this fellowship that we have, uh, man, you know, it just that verse, 1 John, 1 John 1, you know, 6 and 7, you know, it comes back to examining your your heart and asking God to search you. Like David David says, search me, God. Try me, Lord. You know me. The Bible says God knows you. God knows when you sit, when you stand. Psalm 139, God knows everything about you. Sometimes we, we want to look at our brother's faults. Or you, I can pick every one of them out. <laughs> I can pick Johnny's faults out. I can, you know, I stay with Johnny in a room, and I'm Johnny can pick my faults out. Yeah. Like we can. It's so easy to like, man. If he could just work on this, if he could just. But in the midst of that, I mean, that's not what God wants. Most of the time, our problem lies within us, like you said. It lies within. Because the Lord promises perfect peace. The Lord promises joy. The Lord, the Lord promises all these attributes to you. And when we're focused on other people, like when I'm focused on the flaws of my brother, man, he's not doing this, or I'm frustrated with him. But when I get in tune, when I get in fellowship with Christ, I am now that light you just talked about. And it doesn't matter because the way I'm... I'm grasping for Jesus. I'm grabbing Jesus. I'm holding on to Jesus. And and it says in James 4, 6, Draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. And when I draw nigh to the Lord, and now I'm with my brother who's maybe in a law or maybe in a... or doesn't see eye to eye with me or in sin or maybe doesn't know Jesus. But when I draw close to the Lord, now I have the Lord right beside me and now I'm going to treat Him different. Yeah, because the Lord doesn't sit there and pick things out on me. He doesn't set. He does want to sharpen me. He does want to mold me and make me clay. But he never does it in a way of. Look, look, you need to fix that. You got a problem. I just can't stand him. Right. Good thing the Lord don't say that. So I think it's just to be a light. You really have to. We want to serve others and we want to help other people. But most of the time it lies within us. But when we really grasp Jesus and who Jesus is, when he draws close, his perfection goes with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. Like it, And it's not David, it's not Johnny perfecting anything. But when God is close, there's perfection that will happen in your life. We want to see everybody's flaws, but really all we have to do is get close to the Lord and now when he, you see a flaw in your brother's life, you're no longer, oh, he needs to fix that. Oh, that's driving me crazy. Oh, I can't stand when they do that. Oh, they just need to know the Lord. No, you now reaching a handout. Your kindness is now how God's kindness is. Yeah. Your goodness is now how God's goodness is. You know, and his goodness, his kindness leads to repentance. 
God's goodness leads us to repentance. So, like, when we draw close to Him, now we're kind when we shouldn't be. We love when they're mean. We we no longer have to say anything. They're like, man, if they see the the presence of Jesus in our life, you can't get mad at the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that how to overcome that how how we battle with that in different aspects of work and you know it seems like it's going in that direction but you have something Eli? yeah uh matthew 7 here verse 3 it says why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye mm-hmm. mm. Doesn't get better than that, right there. That, I mean, that's exactly what you were talking about. Yep. That's, that's it. And that's a lot of times. It's you know, to your point, that's exactly what we do daily, though. Yep. You know, it's a it's a daily thing that we struggle with, and it, it's so difficult to. I think it's so difficult to get to to I don't want to put this the wrong way. It is for me, it's difficult to lose your pride and humble yourself and get in that state of okay, God, I need you. God, I need to get right with you. Yeah. Cuz we are a very prideful people. We uh, are very arrogant people. I'm talking we as in the global population, right? Because what our culture tells us is to take care of yourself, put yourself first, watch out for yourself, you know? But the Bible says, God says, Jesus says, take care of others, watch out for others serve others but in order to do that in the way that God wants you to you got to be in a right in a in a right relationship with God himself because like you said David when you experience the kindness of God and the love of God and the goodness of God that flows through you and when you're in tune with that all those people you work with all those people you encounter man they're not they're seeing something different about you. They are now experiencing the love of God. They're now, you know, the Bible says we love because he first loved us. Well, if he loved us, what to what extent did he love us? He died for us, right? An unwavering, unconditional type of love. And we love because he loved us. And so you can look at that and say, well, we love, we now love others in an unconditional way. We're now called to love others to such an extent. You know, to talk about salvation. I don't know who all listens to this. We don't know, you know, we talk, we looked at the numbers who listen to it. I don't know who listens to it, but we three individuals, we three men right here, here's what we should be willing to do. We should be willing to burn our hands into the fiery pits of hell because we love someone so much to pull them out. That's how much love we should have for someone. We've used this analogy before. How much do I have to hate you to not tell you about Jesus? Or if you're standing in the roadway 
and an 80 mile per hour Mack truck is headed right to, towards you. How much do I have to hate you not to jump in there and pull you out of that? Forget the Mack truck. What about hell? Yeah. You know? Like, it's a, a place of torment and torture, weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, the Bible the Bible talks a lot about... I, I heard some statistic I had. I don't know. I've heard some statistic say that Jesus speaks more about hell than he does about heaven. I don't know if that's true or whatnot. I, I, I heard someone say that one time, but hell's a very real place. But so is heaven. Heaven's a very real place. You know, and, and, and it comes down to a choice. You, you, you got a choice to make. That's it. Yeah, and salvation is key. You know, like you said, the listener, a choice of salvation. And maybe someone's listening right now and don't know if they're saved. You know, my grandpa used to ask the question every time he would preach. He would say, you know, if there's someone in here or someone listening tonight, are you 100% sure that if you died in the car on the way home, there's no doubt in your heart that you would see Jesus? But, you know, that's scary, David. But do you know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that you're trying to scare me. No, you should know. Like, I should know. You know, there's doubt that may come in the midst of your life, but Johnny ought to be confident if he really, truly knows Christ that there's no doubt. No matter what comes my way, no matter what happens to me on the way home, I know I will, I will see my Savior's face. Do you tonight? You know, he said it's, it comes down to a decision. It comes down to whether you... That first decision is salvation. That next decision is walking with Christ in the relationship. And what flows from that is how you treat people at work. Mm-hmm. So if you're not saved, you know, it's going to be hard for you to treat people right at work. Yeah. You're not going to be able to love. And so many times, you know, I know, Johnny, you said you should want to stop somebody from going to hell or stop somebody from a truck. And so many times we want to plead and we want to holler. We want to tell them, no, look. And the other night we had a conversation about uh, the Lord's coming back. What was the verse you said? Um, the King... Matthew uh, 6. 33. No, it was uh, something about the Lord is coming back. And we were... Every man will see his face. What's that verse? Every tongue will confess oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that Jesus Christ is Lord. Did you every hear that? Every will bow. Every tongue will confess. Yes. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you know that? Can you confess that? You know, and getting that right to maybe you're listening and don't know that, that's the first thing. If you want if you're struggling at work, it's work life and we all do. But in order to show the love that we need to show, to share the kindness, to share the kindness in church and brotherhood, the salvation is key. Um, and I'll read this. It says For God sent not his son to, into the to into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. The mm. Lord sent his son so that you can know him, so that you can be saved. And then the relationship that comes from that man, the God that I serve tonight, the God that you serve, the God that Eli serves, the relationship that you can have. You say, I'm struggling, I can't, this work-life balance, this brother Christian brother thing I'm struggling with, 
when you grasp who God is and you get close to God, and I, I love the verse and I keep going back to it, but when you really grasp who He is and what God wants, sometimes when people say things to you, you want to say something back. But if you remember the times when Christ was persecuted or He was getting confronted about what He believed and how this woman should be condemned, with mm-hmm. sin and they were arguing they were yelling they were saying killer stoner beater he didn't say nothing he wrote on the ground the first time you know and a lot of times we want to say something out of the gate we want to tell people about oh man let me tell you something you're not right but the lord was patient with them he even in the midst of that confronting at work and even in the work he was at work jesus was mm-hmm. he was helping others what he did best They were confronting him. They were hounding him. They were telling him, well, what are you going to do about this one, Lord? We've got a sinner on our hands. How are you going to handle it? And he said nothing but wrote doodles on the ground. Maybe he did write words. And a lot of times we think we need to respond, but so many times that patience is what we need out of the gate. And response is not what we need. Patience and then once everybody clears the room, the people that really want to know who Christ is, Stay. Mm -hmm. And we get so adamant about wanting to tell people off, but God didn't tell all those people off one bit. They went away. They ran. They, They literally, one by one it said, they walked away in that confronting. Well, if none of you have sinned, and they all start, he convicted them with a line that, they all walked away and the ones that stayed was the one that really wanted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was the one that, and I think that's so the, key, the, the spirit. The one that was, the, sorry, but the one that was completely broken. Yeah. And acknowledged her need for a savior. Yeah. She needed help. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't mean to butt you off no. there, but I'm like, that's. Come on now. The the one the one there and I, I think it's in John eight uh, that story. Uh, she acknowledged, man. She need she needed someone. She needed help. She needed a savior. She needed Jesus, right? And she stayed there. Everyone else left. Everyone else didn't didn't think that they needed. You know that's what that's what we need. That's and that comes back to the point of examining ourselves and. Um, searching ourselves and allowing God to sift through us and look through us, one of the first things we got to do is recognize our need for God. And I, I want to go to a psalm real quick. Uh, if you, David is in my uh, Sunday school class, and David knows what we've been talking about and whatnot, but. Um, the way I work, the way I operate, when I get home on Sunday after I teach, I immediately start prepping for the next week. Uh, and so I've been prepping, and then, uh, what's today? Thursday. Yesterday, I come across Psalms 86, and it just falls right in with what we're talking about it's it says it's a prayer of David's in verse 1 it says incline your ear O Lord and answer me 
And what's it say? I am poor and needy. Right? And it goes on and it it's a it's a prayer that David's making because he's in a dire circumstance. He's in a hopeless situation. He's in a situation similar to maybe he may be feeling very similar to the woman caught in adultery in John 8. Just very hopeless. There's there's no hope. And in, and the first thing he does is he calls on God and he says, I need you. I need you to help me. I need you to help me get through this day. I need you to help me uh, be a light to those people at work. Be a light to that construction company. Be a light in the office. Be a light you know, while I'm on that mower. Be a light to that homeowner. I need you to help me do that because I'm not feeling it today. And a lot of times I don't feel it. But he says, I need you today says i need you and you know verse three he says you know be gracious to me show me your grace uh uh be gracious to me O lord for to you do i cry all the day i cry out to you verse four gladden the soul of your servant for you O lord do i lift up my soul for you O lord are good and forgiving yes you are abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you let me stop right there david Eli, I think we're going to do something that we have not necessarily done on the podcast before because it's kind of difficult. We've talked about salvation, right? But let's let's just take a minute here okay. to talk about the road to salvation, let's right? Do it. Yeah. And number one... I can't say anything for you. David can't say anything for you. Eli can't say anything for you. This is a personal relationship between you and God. Number one, you have to recognize your need for a Savior. Right? Romans 3.23 All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Amen. You've sinned. I've sinned. Eli sinned. David sinned. Your pastor sinned. Everyone has sinned. And because of sin, Romans 6.23, there's a price. There's a payment. The wage of sin, the payment of sin is death. But here's the good news. 1 Timothy 2.4 says God has a desire for all to be saved. God has a desire to have a relationship with you. God has a desire to know you intimately and personally. And so what did he do? John 3.16, for God so loved you, he sent forth his son. He sent forth His Son who died on that cross. For God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son that if you just, what? Believe in Him, you shall not perish, but you shall have everlasting life. If you just believe today, if you just call on the name of the Lord and you admit and you acknowledge that you are in need of a Savior because there is a wall of separation between you and God and that wall is called sin. And when God sent His Son to die on the cross, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He broke that wall down so that, what? Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Amen. Acts 16:31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. 
what he's done. Yeah, the simple plan of salvation. For you, for me, for the one listener. For the one listener. And it says, Psalms 86, For you, O Lord, verse, verse 5, You're good, you're forgiving, you abound in steadfast love to all who call upon you. There's a guy named Isaiah in the Bible. He lived about 800 years before Christ. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. At some point, you ain't going to be able to find him. At some point, you ain't going to be able to call him. At some point, it's going to be too late. Every knee. And one day, what's it say? One day, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. So you have an opportunity. Again, I don't know how you do this on a podcast, but... You've pro- you got Eli's number. If you're listening to this, probably 99% of the people who's listening to this is because of our guy, Eli. But you need to call Eli. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You need to call Eli right now. I, I got a phone call the other night at 1.30 in the morning, and it was about salvation. And I, I would not trade that phone call for anything in the world. Amen. And somebody called me at 2 in the morning. Hallelujah. I don't care what time you call me. Call me anytime. Matthew 3, 2. Repent of your sins and turn to God. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm. Amen. Repent. Hallelujah. I mean, live your life for God. Because the kingdom of heaven, is it's, it's near. It's nearer than it was yesterday. Yeah, Jesus That's is right. coming back soon. Are you ready? Man, like we said, you know, we're not trying to scare you. We desperately want you to know Jesus. By, if it takes us to grab you from a Mack truck to tell you about Jesus, that would be so worth it because hell is going to be way worse. Mm-hmm. Hell's forever. Hell's eternity. You know, and if you don't understand that, if you're like, man, they keep talking about this hell, they keep talking about this heaven. And they keep talking about being saved. You know, simply, you know, maybe we're, the Lord will speak to your heart right this very moment. He will, we call it woe. He will woe you. He will draw you to him. You will want to know more about Jesus. Um, God, this is probably not the first time you've been asked that. It's probably not the first time. It might be the second time. It might be the third time. You might be going through something right now and you're wondering, how can I get through it? You know, and just like Eli said, maybe you're at work and I just don't know how people do this without Jesus. Maybe you're one of those people that don't know Jesus and you are struggling so bad at work because you don't have him. You know, please reach out to Johnny, me, uh, Eli. You know, that is the most important thing. This podcast, you know, is great for us to grow in Christ, but it is ultimately for others to know Jesus. Yeah, you know, the, the the whole goal of our lives is to share Christ and to show others who God is. And, man, just to know, once you accept Christ, 
and to know who God is and what God wants for your life and what God wants to do and how he wants to walk with you and all the things that God is. We had we did something, I think, how who God is. And in Psalms 146, God is great. God is mighty. God is uh, Jehovah Jireh, as he preached last night. Uh, God is fill in the blank. He is the one, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. That's who we're talking about here. That's who you can know uh, and trust. And he came and sent his son. Johnny explained it well through God's word. He sent his son to die on the cross for you tonight. The one listening, the one that couldn't answer the question fully that I asked. The one that was driving and I said, if you were to die tonight, you should know 100% do you know 100% that you would go to heaven? Bam. Do you know? There should be no doubt. You should have a, all your hopes should be in Jesus. And if you don't know that, you need to repent. You need to ask the Lord to come into your heart and save you. Everything, go back, play the podcast again. We said verse, John 3.16, Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, man, what Eli was saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's com- He is coming back. And it could be today. Are you ready to see Him? How about that? What if He comes back right now? Are you ready to see Him? Christian brother, are you ready to see Christ? If he comes down right now, what's your attitude look like? What's your relationship look like with your wife? Are you hiding something? Are you are you falling in addiction? Are you, are you trying to get out of this? Like, Are you ready to see him? No, now is the day. We are to live for now, right this very moment. You should be ready to see him. And if you're not, get it right. Talk to him. Build the relationship. Confess. And when you get that fellowship back, man, embrace who God is. If you don't know who God is, call me. I will tell you who God is. I will share you. I will show you. I will walk you down a relationship you'll never regret. I will push you to a relationship that you will never want to leave. Never want to get, you will not get hurt from. If you've been hurt in a relationship, that relationship, I promise you, he will not hurt you. He will guide you. He will comfort you. He will deliver you. So, man, I know I just got excited there. Anybody have anything else? Yeah. Uh, here, Here's something for if, if you're debating. It's like debating. Here's a little verse. Whether uh, it's who God is or whether I want to be saved. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it, or like if you're so caught up in your life and you're like... This life that I've got is great. I don't need him. I don't need anything. I just this life is great. Well, here's Mark eight thirty five for you. If you try and hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life oh, for God. my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. Yes. I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, live that life, but you might gain your life, all this popularity and everything that you want in this life. But this is not the life that I'm living for. Right. Amen. This is not. I. I don't care about this life. I'm living for the the next life. Mm. That's what you should be worried about. Hallelujah. Amen. So if if you want to continue, uh, just trying to make yourself happy in this life uh, by yourself, it's you're, you're. It's hollow. 
you're nothing without Christ. You'll lose it. Alright, let's close this out. Dear Lord, uh, just thank you for this wonderful opportunity to let us three uh, make this podcast, Lord, and talk about you, Lord, and uh, I pray that it gets to the right person, Lord, whoever needs to hear this, and uh, I pray that they know that they can contact any of us anytime, and we we would just love to talk to them about you, Lord, and uh, just wow, just thank you for this beautiful day, Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord, help us shine a light. Uh, put a hedge of protection over us and the viewer, listener. Uh, just thank you for all that you do, Lord. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us, Lord, where we can have eternal life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.